One, two, three. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Hava, accompanied by my co-host, Jasmine. Welcome to July's episode of the Book Editors Podcast. Summer vacation is always a great time to relax and let go of the tensions brought on by the hectic school schedule. It is a time to try new things and discover yourself along the way. Keeping this in mind, today we will be talking about coming-of-age stories and books. As I'm turning 18 soon, I think this is the discussion that will help me to prepare for finally being legal and responsible. Honestly, I still feel like a child. I don't think I'm ready to be an adult at all. While I'm going to have more freedom and rights, at the same time, there will also be more responsibilities waiting for me. And this is such a frightening thing to know. All right, then let's see if you are in any way inspired or comforted after listening to our recommendations then. The first book on the list is The Purple Hibiscus by Chaman Maunda Nagozi Adishi, and it's a text that I'll introduce today. Kambili's father, Eugene, is a prominent public figure who is benevolent and politically active in the community, yet physically and psychologically abuses the family at home. When Nigeria falls apart due to a military coup, Eugene's sister, Ifeoma, invites her and her brother, Jaja, to her home where they discover a life and love beyond the confines of their father's authority. He thus embarks on the road of adolescence, rebellion, and growth, ultimately discovering a terrible secret of her family. It's a Bildung's Roman text, which means a coming-of-age story. Kambili doesn't only grow in a sense from childhood to adolescence, but also in the way that she gets to explore the real world she's barred from under Eugene's brainwashing. At the beginning, she's naive and blindly obeys whatever Eugene orders her to do. To the point where Eugene abuses her, she sees it as an act of love. Under Auntie Ifioma's influence, however, she learns how to be in control of her own identity, no longer suppressed by Eugene. I think choosing Purple Hibiscus as a title is a really smart move by Dishi. As well, hibiscuses aren't usually purple but they are planted in Auntie Ifioma's garden as a creation of her botanist friend. Through them, Jaja discovers his love for gardening, which is crucial for his later discovery of individuality and independence from Eugene. The purple hibiscuses thus symbolize freedom after sparking Jaja and Camille's spiritual awakening, which I found really fitting. In keeping with her mission and goal to inspire others through reading, I couldn't think of a book more fitting than Balzac and the Little Chinese Seamstress by Dai Shijie. The novel follows the journey of two friends, Lo and Ma, who have been sent to the countryside for re-education during the Chinese Communist Revolution. They encounter the little seamstress, the village tailor's daughter, and immediately take her under their tutelage, trying to civilize her and teach her how to read. However, Books by Western and revolutionary authors are outlawed during this time period. So Lo and Ma had to sneak around the village headman with the books they have taken from Four Eyes, another boy sent from the city for re-education. Coming from the city and an intellectual upbringing, Lo and Ma both know how to read, something shocking to the little seamstress, as she had never been able to attend school in the mountainside. The boys take to reading and reenacting scenes from books by Western and revolutionary authors for her. Thus, little by little, the little seamstress undergoes a profound awakening and transformation through the power of literature. Exactly. As she learns more and more about the outside world, 
The little seamstress starts to envision new possibilities for her life, in which she could do more than be the next village jailer. She's inspired to seek independence for herself, even if it means leaving the two boys and the village she has known her entire life. I think this all goes back to the transformative power that literature holds and marks the end of one coming of age story for the boys and the beginning of another for the little seamstress as she goes out into the world to make a new life for herself. Yeah, um, I don't think we can discuss coming of age books without discussing Jane Eyre, written by the absolutely brilliant Charlotte Bronte. Our story follows Jane, an orphan grappling with life and its hindrances. She lived with her aunt as a young child and faced mistreatment and abuse under her care. She is later enrolled at Lowood Institute, where she is subjected to more abuse. She becomes a teacher there and eventually musters up the courage to leave and become a governess employed by Rochester at Thornfield. They both fall in love. However, just before they're married, a legal complication arises. It is discovered that Rochester was already married to a woman who went mad and is locked at his property. Despite his pleas, Jane leaves, and in a journey that falls, discovers herself, her kin, and the, str the struggles she faces until she, <laughs> she reunites with her beloved. Jane, throughout her life from childhood to adulthood, had to discover how to fend for herself and find the harmony within herself. You can see her questioning gender inequality and class differences as she's reminded time and time again of her restraints because of her lack of social status and gender. We've seen define the normative expectations of a passive woman. Yes, it is apparent that she found solace in reading and software education as a means for enlightenment to free herself from the shackles of poverty and inferiority. She wanted to cultivate her mind and intellectual skills. This is the ultimate factor which gave her so much self-confidence and a sense of individuality. She asserts the need for education for women and the need for active intellectual and creative pursuits, just as men did at that time. You can also see her struggle with her social status and lack of power. Yet you see her hold on to her beliefs and morals. She was self-assured and asserted this when denying to marry her cousin and refusing to give in to the pleas of Rochester because she valued her freedom and settling with an imbalance of power that would retain her. She is definitely a great example of how perseverance and belief in oneself can do wonders. Wow, this is such a diverse and influential list of reads. Looking back on what we have discussed, I realized that all the protagonists have one thing in common, the willingness to embrace and or endure different experiences. I guess this is because it introduces us to new values and knowledge, which help us mature and grow as a person. While the anxiety of maturing is still real, the way that all the protagonists have experienced such different yet equally amazing changes makes me anticipate the unknown journey ahead of me. I hope in the future, I'll be like them as well. I'm sure your transformation will also be an exciting one. No one could tell you what might happen in future, but one thing that I know for sure is that you should always keep reading to enrich yourself and aid your development, just like the little seamstress. Maybe you could start with this list to see where it takes you. <laughs> I can't wait to dive into all of them. 
But sadly, I think this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions you would like to make, please refer to the post on the Book Courageous Instagram account for more details. We would love to hear your thoughts. See you next time. And as always, happy reading.